0: This joking and frivolity in church, like, can't we be more serious? (laughs) Praise God, Father. We just thank you that you are Lord of our lives, Father. We thank you that you are God, and we just honor you this morning. Thank you for your love, thank you for the freedom you've given us in Christ. We appreciate it. Thank you for your word, and uh, Father, we just look to you that you would speak to each one of our hearts today in Jesus' name for his glory, Amen. 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 Well, as you know, we're starting on another series this month. This is the first day of a new month. The 1st of May, there you go. And it's make a difference, make a difference month. Make a difference, that's, that's good, isn't it? So this week we've got make a difference in your life. That's a good place to start, is it not? In your life. I know we all want to make a difference in somebody else's life, but what about making a difference in your life? That's a good place to start. Did you know the Word of God is, is not, not just to come through me or for me to get up here and preach, it's, God has spoken through His Word to me, not just through me. So the Word of God first needs to be applied to my heart before I can share it with you. Is that right? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Make a difference in here. You know, how many of you know that the greatest battle that we fight is in here? Yeah? yeah? This is the battlefield here. That's the why the Word, the sword, it needs to be used and applied in here. Yeah. yeah? How many of you know that religious people like to just use it out there and not in here? Yeah. Do you know that? Yeah. That's right. At least you disagree, anyway. Turn to the person next to you and uh, say to them, "You can make a difference." That's good. I believe that you guys believe what you're saying there. Turn back to them and say, "You can make a difference." That's right. Do you know there was a young girl one day, she was walking along the beach and it was just after a great big uh, storm and there were uh, thousands of starfish washed up on the beach and she walked along the beach, this young girl, and and she was there and she was in front of all these people watching her. She was picking up these starfish and throwing them back as far as she could back out into the ocean. They'd been washed up by the storm. And so lovingly and caringly, she was doing this, but there were thousands of them. And one man came up to her uh, after a while, after being watching for quite some time, and he says, do you know, young girl... He says, uh, you can't begin to make a difference. Look how many starfish there are. And she, she, she almost felt um, crushed there for a moment and, and deflated. And she paused for a minute, and then she picked up another one. And she threw it far out into the ocean. And you know what she said? Well, I made a difference to that one. And she picked up another one and threw it back out. She said, I made a difference to that one. And then the man started thinking, well, maybe I can make a difference. So he started helping her. Before long, there are other people gathering in. I know the is probably a bit different from the last time you heard it. And very soon, all the thousands of starfish were back into the water. Is that good? You like stories that grow arms and legs? It's good. This is from the Amplified. That is good. Starfish. How how many of you know that, well, we had it even in the prayer time before the service, that God has a plan and purpose for each one of us? He has plans for us. We look up into the, we see the starfish on the beach, but you look up into the sky and you see stars as well. How many of you know that you are a star? And God wants to lift you from the sandy shores of time, and He wants to lift you to heavenly places in Christ, yeah? That's a jolly good point, isn't it? You see the picture here? And He's done that for you in Christ. Praise God. And you can make a difference, but it starts here. It starts with you believing and you receiving what God has done for you in Christ Jesus our Lord. There was one young person, a young man, David, a shepherd boy. He made a difference for his whole nation one day when the Philistines were coming down and standing in array against the armies of Israel. And uh, Goliath was out there just berating the armies of Israel for a whole month or more. Forty days or something, and defying the armies of Israel, and David came in and he took out Goliath because he walked with his God and he believed God and he made a difference. There was another young man by the name of Joseph who saved his family and uh, the whole land of Egypt from famine, and he went through the valleys, but God brought him out to the mountaintop and God blessed him because he had faith in his God, and no matter what he went through, he didn't change. He believed in the true and the living God and he made a difference. There was a young man by the name of Daniel in Babylon, Babylon, taken captive, and he made a difference there in Babylon, and he was raised up to be the next highest to Pharaoh, and even when he was thrown into the lion's den, his faith did not waver, and he made a difference. Sorry? Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, did I say Pharaoh? Sorry, it's Nebuchadnezzar. (laughs) It's good to get help. How many of you know that your wife is a helpmeet, a suitable helper from the Lord? Yeah. Praise God. She's a good one. <laughs> How many of you know that like there was one other young man in the New Testament and he had a, a lunch and he, and he gave it to the disciples and, and the Lord used it to feed 5,000? The point being this morning is that you can make a difference. Yeah. You can make a difference first in your own life and then in the lives of others. And you might say to yourself, what can I do? What can one person do? Well, you know, one person in God is the majority, not the minority. You can make a difference. Praise God. He is with us. He lives in us. We're made in His image. Jesus said, he would never leave you nor forsake you. All you do is believe. You can make a difference. How do you make a difference? My first point is that you can make a difference by honoring God first and foremost and others also. By honoring God and others. Jesus said, I do always those things that please the Father. Always. He honored. He, he walked in submission here. He did and accomplished the Father's will, even though he was God himself. So he, 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 he walked here and honored, honored his heavenly Father, showing us how we should live and walk. It's important that we allow others to speak into our lives. First and foremost, our God but also others. The Word of God, this is God's Word. It has His breath in it. Allow the Word of God to make a difference. We talked about that sword to be used in here. The difference, the difference dividing between soul and spirit and the joints and the marrow starts in here. Starts in here. The Word of God applied in here. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. I know you've got your thoughts. I know, you, I know you've got your thoughts, and what you think, and a lot of that's come out maybe how you've been parented and, how, and, and, the, and the things you've experienced in life. I, I, I know you've got your thoughts. I've got my thoughts. But the Bible says, let God be true and everyone else a liar. No, it doesn't say everyone's a liar. But in other words, in the light of who God is, let it be as though my thoughts and my ways account for nothing. Compared with a holy and a righteous God, a God who is over all, who has created all things. Let God be true and every man a liar. Isaiah 55, verse 9. Let's open the Word of God. Isaiah 55, verse 9. It's a great passage to read through that passage. Doesn't it say about verse 6, if I remember rightly? Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. I love that because he may be found and he is near. Verse 9, have you got it? It says there, the Lord is speaking. And it says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, say higher, higher, Higher. good to see you. So are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. That's true. God's ways and his thoughts are higher than my ways and thoughts. Therefore, I can make a difference in my life by submitting my thoughts, bringing it Every thought captive to the lordship of Christ. That's why the word of God is so important to me. That's why it should be important to you. God's thoughts, God's ways are portrayed in God's word. So it's important to listen to wise counsel from the word of God. And if you turn over to Proverbs chapter 4. I love the Word of God, and I know you guys love the Word of God as well. Here at Excite, we love the Word of God. Let us make that very clear this morning. It's not a question. It's a statement, and it's a declaration. We love the Word of God here this morning. Yes, all of us. Praise God, because it is powerful. That's what it says. It's powerful. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. Proverbs 4, verse 7 to 9, it says, talks about wisdom and wise counsel and that sort of thing. It says, verse 7, Proverbs 4, verse 7, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Where can you find it? You come to the Word of God. There's no one more wise whose thoughts and ways are higher than ours. That's the best place to come, to get wisdom. Search the Scriptures daily. The Bereans did that. If you're a believer in Jesus, you'll find Christ in all the Scriptures. He is the living bread. His thoughts and ways are better than yours and better than mine. Eight, verse 8, cherish her and she will exalt you. Oh, that's a good reason to go and search out the Word of God. She will exalt you. Wisdom will exalt you. Embrace her and she will honor you. Wisdom is good to get, eh? She will give you a garland of grace on your head and present, uh, uh, present you with a glorious crown. Say glorious. glorious. That's a good word, isn't it? Glorious. A glorious crown. Proverbs 8, verse 18, I'll just quote it. Riches are, and honor are with me. That's wisdom speaking again. Enduring riches and righteousness. And even Jesus, who was uh, righteous, the righteous one, the holy one, when he was born, riches and honor came to him. The, wi- the wise men came and the king, and they brought their, uh, the gold, the, uh, the uh, frankincense, and the myrrh. And, of course, Jesus as a baby Really, in that sense, parents could have sold it. I don't know what they did. Maybe they sold it and provided for the family. Jesus, even when he was in the cradle, was providing for his family because riches followed him because he was righteous. And if you take up the position that God has given you in, in Christ, and if you abide in him, all the riches and the blessings of God will follow you through life. Not just temporal riches, rich in all areas of life. Praise his name. So it's good to um, listen, to honor God and others and allow them to speak into our lives. I was coming home uh, recently. We'd been out as a family to the Pegments for dinner. And I was on my way home and uh, we'd had a great time catching up with them, chatting away, you know. How many of you know that I don't talk very much? Well, I was on the way home and then Chloe uh, said, um, Dad, she says, Dad. Did you notice you always talk over Chris when he wants to say something and you don't actually let him finish? You couldn't imagine me doing that, could you? You're very gracious. Hey, thank you, Lorraine. <laughs> Praise God. I didn't let him finish. So that was good. I said, well, thanks for telling me that. I'm going to try and work on that. How many people here know that that's very hard for me to work on? It's very difficult. Let's have five minutes silence. I'm going to practice now. Okay. So I've learned to allow my children even to speak into my life, and my wife to speak into my life, the Word of God to speak into my life, others. But we also need to choose who we allow to speak into our lives. We need to assess where are they speaking from. Is it words of wisdom? And sometimes it, it's words of wisdom. The greatest wisdom often comes from the younger generation. Did you know that? We want to see more young people here in the congregation. We've been talking about our young people that they, that they are the future generation, but they're not. They are the now generation. We want to see the youth serving, the youth speaking more, more. We want to encourage our youth because for a long time, we've thought they're the future generation. But how many people know that tomorrow never comes? It's the now generation, the young people in our church. That's what God's been saying to us recently. They are the now generation. There's a quote I've got here. It says, some people will change when they see the light. Others change only when they feel the heat. (laughs) But either way, it's good to change. It's good to allow others to speak into our lives. It's good not to stagnate. It's good for us to grow and to learn and develop in our walk with God. You can make a difference in your life, first of all, in your life. That's this week, making a difference in your life. That's where it all starts in your life. So by listening to, honoring God and others, that's how you make a difference. Secondly, by the words that you speak. You see, when Jesus spoke, they all marveled at the gracious words that he he proceeded out of his mouth. Last week, we had Dave Coyne here, and he was speaking about Jesus with a woman taken in adultery, and also the Samaritan woman that was by the well who had had five husbands and was living with a man who wasn't her husband, and uh, Jesus spoke gracious words to these people. He said, "With well, a woman taken in adultery when they brought her along and not the man? Oh, how many people know it's two takes two to commit adultery? It's just a, th- a thought. <laughs> Don't dwell there too long. but they brought her along and uh, And um, I've lost my thought. <laughs> And Jesus was the only one, he, he stooped down and wrote in the ground, he was the only one that could have cast a stone. He said, "He that's without sin among you, cast the first stone. And they went out from the oldest to the youngest. How many people know the older people have more wisdom? They do. They've been around for longer. It's good to get advice from older people. They, click, they clicked quicker. You'd think the younger generation, the now generation would have been onto it. And they are. But the older ones are too. Praise God. So um, Jesus made a difference by the things that he spoke. Here at Excite, we haven't uh, reminded you for a while, but our DNA is under the word oil. We felt the Lord uh, a few years ago spoke to us about the little word, the simple word, O-I-L, oil. How many people know that when you run your car, you need oil in your car? If you haven't got oil in your car, it's not going to go very well for very long. How many people when you know when you've been out fishing in the bay and you want to cook up your fish, you need some olive oil or something like that to put in the frying pan? I would hope you use oil. But also in our Christian walk, we need oil. It speaks of the Holy Spirit of God. And, uh, but for us here at Excite, it, it speaks of our DNA. O is outward focus. I is identity, the new identity that God has given us in Christ. Very, very important. And L is legacy. Leaving a legacy for those that follow us so in christ we are pure and holy and titus uh, chapter 1 verse 15 says to the pure all things are pure to the pure all things are pure but to those who are corrupted and do not believe nothing is pure if you don't believe that you are a new creation in christ and you're not sitting on the heavenly seat that god has given you you will feel feel sinful you'll feel as though you fail that you don't meet the mark that you fall short. And if we read that in Romans chapter 3, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But in Christ, here was a man who never fell short. Here's a man who never disappointed his heavenly father. God said of him, in him I am well pleased. And so God, our, our identity in Christ, the identity our God has given us is so important here at Excite. You've probably heard us speak about it before. How many people know that we've spoken about that before here at Excite? Yes? Don't go to sleep on me now. It's so important. It's so important. In Christ, new creatures. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So, to the pure, to those that are in Christ, all things become pure. It even says, and we read this at weddings in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13 love, and how many people know God is love? Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, it never fails. It's wonderful. There's a wonderful place that God has for you in Christ. And so the words that we speak and speak over our own lives, let it be the truth of the Word of God that we speak over our lives. Let it be God's Word that dictates our circumstance and our condition as believers rather and our position as believers in Christ rather than our own thoughts or feelings or whether or not we've met the mark or lived up to God's standard. Yes? Amen. The sad thing is, everyone wants to uh, change humanity, but nobody thinks of changing themselves. It's one of the last places we look at wanting to change. We want to get out there and make a difference, but the last place people want to make a change is in here. And it's so important. God, God made a point of that with me for many years, and uh, going through the school of God, you keep driving it home and driving it home, and it was a hard journey until I found that I came through I, and he taught me who I was in Christ and I came to rest in the Lord and I came to enter into the rest that God had for me in Christ. People want to change everybody else. There was a man way out in the mountains in the back blocks of, uh, of Tennessee years ago. Could be a true story. <laughs> One day he found himself in a large city. He'd probably never been there before. You know, it can be like that sometimes. Way out the buoy, the back of the buoy, just past the black stump. And then he comes into into a large city. And here he is, he comes in. And for the first time, he sees sees a lift. He's sitting there looking at this lift and thinks, What's that? And then he sees this old, haggard old woman just go into this lift and the doors shut. And he's watching this. He thought, That's amazing. What's going on here? And a few minutes later, the doors open and out comes this young woman walking briskly out. Beautiful young woman. And this guy says, Billy, he calls out to his son, go and get mum. (laughs) Just a thought. Some of you were going to sleep there for a while, so I just wanted to add that in. But you can make a difference. But don't try and do it in someone else's life. Do it in your own life. Start at home first. The Word of God is for you. You can make a difference by giving a shout. This last week I've been looking through the Word of God and uh, what we declare and what we shout out over our lives we, we're getting quite vocal here at Excite, but there's a reason for it. I found out this week that it's actually scriptural. A shout. You can achieve a whole lot with a shout if we open our voice. Uh, with praise too. God inhabits the praises of His people. You know, there was a, a, a nation once in the Old Testament gave out a huge shout, and these great big thick walls, stone walls fell down without them doing anything. Do you know what? You can do a whole lot with a shout. Thank God, we've got God's given us a voice. Isn't that one of the songs we sing? It's Your breath um, in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, we shout out to the Lord in triumph and victory and praise His name. Yeah, praise God. (laughs) You can make a difference by giving a shout. Even the quippers in Auckland, what's their conference called? Shout conference. Amen. Shout. Hey Nathan. Yeah, Nathan sings down in equipments. Good to have you here this morning. Won't be long we'll be on stage here. That could be that could be a word of prophecy right there, I'm not sure. So the third thing that can make a difference is by recognizing that you are part of something bigger than yourself. Did you know that you are part of something much bigger than yourself? One of the stories I remember from my school days was uh it actually I just found out this week it wasn't even true. All these years I've been thinking it was a true story. Yeah. You probably remember the one where the little boy put his finger in Holland in the dike. Remember that and blocked the water from coming out and saved the whole of Holland because he put his finger in the leak that was in the dike. Okay, well I learned that at school, but I found out this week. I was going to use it as a story here and I went and looked it up on the internet and found out it wasn't even a true story, it was a myth. <laughs> So that, that made a difference. But that was all right because that's a good illustration, you know. He realized he was part of something bigger than himself, but he wasn't even he was only, he wasn't true anyway, so he didn't realize anything. But at any rate, the point is that you are part of something bigger than yourself. If you're married here this morning, your marriage is bigger than you. You're part of something that's bigger than just yourself. You're married to your wife. If you've got a family here this morning, you're part of something bigger than yourself. It's good how that we start out a life on our own, but then we get married. You know, we're both off, we both—we all start out selfish creatures, don't we? But God's got his own way of making us less selfish. So he, he brings along a partner for us in life, and we get married. And then he gives us children. Little by little, he just says, oh, now let's just, Gabriel, Michael, come and have a look at this. We'll just give him a little baby. You know, and then suddenly, that's for the man, you know. It's pretty tough for us guys when the baby comes along, because then we get annoyed, and the baby goes, wah, and this gets all the attention. Who remembers that when that happened when you had your first kid? It was tough. Andy does, it was hard times. It was difficult times we went through. But God was teaching us that we're part of something bigger than ourselves and you can make a difference because you're part of something bigger than yourself. A family, a church. Excite, you're part of something bigger than yourself. It's not all about you, it's about our God, it's about our Lord. Yeah, bring your thoughts into subjection to Christ. You're part, here at Excite, you're part of something bigger than yourself. You may be here for the first time this morning, but you are no. You are family. We welcome you here. You belong here. Yeah, because you're part of something bigger than yourself. What about a community? We are part of the Northland community of Northland, the community of Kiri You can make a difference because you are part of something bigger than yourself. What about a nation? Aotearoa. You're part of something bigger than yourself. What about a generation? Generations to come that will follow you, even in your whānau, in your family. You're a part of something bigger than yourself, and you can make a difference, but make a difference in your life for for the sake of your future generations. Allow the word of God to be applied to your own heart for the sake of your future generations. I'll have a drink. Well of salvation. Let us draw waters from the well of salvation. Amen. Okay. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. We're, we're part of something when we're of the kingdom of God. We're some, part of something bigger than ourselves. I love the kingdom of God because in the kingdom of God, things expand and they multiply like the boys' lunch. The river that flowed out of Ezekiel's temple, out of the south side of the east gate, started off a trickle and it became like Niagara Falls. And um, it reminded me when I was younger, uh, my brothers and that, on the beach when a stream came down, we used to take uh, great pleasure out of getting some sand and making a dam and damming up the water as it flowed down. But I was thinking about that and remembering that when... Back to when I was a kid and I was thinking, when that water came over the dam and started to bust, you had to throw some sand on pretty quick. And of course, it built up and built up. Once the dam broke, it only took a trickle. It only took a little bit for it to bust it wide open. Water is a powerful thing. And in God's kingdom, it only takes a grain of faith, as small as a mustard seed, and it'll move a mountain. It'll move a mountain. And you can make a difference because you are part of something bigger than yourself when you're in the kingdom of God. Submitting under the authority of the King of kings and Lord of lords, you can make a difference because you're part of something bigger than yourself. In this world, things grow up from the ground up. Flowers, within a week or two or even a few days, some of them just fade and die. You cut the grass, it withers, it grows up again, fades and dies, doesn't last forever. But in God's kingdom, it's totally different. It gets brighter and brighter. We, We go from glory, one degree of glory to another degree of glory. From glory to glory. Praise God, we are part of something bigger than ourselves. I think you got that now, haven't you? And that you can make a difference. Do I need to go for another 40 minutes, Dave? No. I think Dave is bored. 20 parts, I've got 10 minutes. I haven't. <laughs> the fourth point and last point as the band comes up. <laughs> Allowing other people to speak in your life. See, that's how it works. That's how it works. Even when you're up here preaching, you've got to listen. You can make a difference in your life by receiving Jesus as Lord. It's really the starting point, but for any who've come along the first time today and you don't know Jesus as Lord of your life, today you can receive Jesus as Lord. You can take every thought captive unto the Lordship of Christ. And, And there's an old saying that says, if he's not Lord of all, he's not Lord at all. Are you just trying or are you trusting in Him? Are you living in the kingdom of God by faith? Have you got that faith like children have? Just like a grain of a mustard seed, so simple, you can, actually, you can actually just receive Jesus as Lord right now. You can receive Jesus as Lord right now. The Bible says in Romans 10 and 9, if you shall confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved. It's that simple. But in order to confess that Jesus is Lord, you've got to turn from your own way, your thoughts, well, you have to submit them under the Lordship of Christ. You have to come to God. You have to believe that He is. You have to come to His Word and just find out God's will and His ways and His plans for your life. You have to receive God's grace and you live under the grace of God you receive the righteousness of Christ when you receive Jesus as Lord. And uh, it's important that we make grace our way of life, our way of life. Receive God's goodness, His favor, His righteousness through Christ and make grace your way of life. How many people know that the law brings sickness? It brings, makes us feel ill when we're trying to do stuff that we can never achieve. We feel disappointed. It's tough but grace brings favor and blessing and healing. Look at our sister here this morning with her crutches, dancing around like a, Jack, a Jill in a box. I said going to say Jack in a box, but it's like Jill in a box. Praise God. Life in Christ, life-changing. She's healed by the stripes of Jesus. Amen. Right believing produces right living. So you can make a difference this morning by receiving Jesus as Lord. By receiving Jesus as Lord. So I encourage you to do that. Just ask Him into your life. If any here don't know Jesus as Lord, Submit yourself unto His Lordship. Realize that He died on the cross for you alone. He died for your sins. Christ died for our sins. He was buried. They were all taken out of sight, but then He rose again triumphant. Praise God. There's life after death in Christ right now. Jesus is Lord of our lives. Let's stand together and let's sing. Where's the band? That's good. My wife's just reminding us that we're finished. We started early. I was just going to start on next week's sermon. <laughs> Praise God. Making a difference in our lives. Starts at home. Thank you, Lord. Just while you're getting ready, we'll just pray. Father. We thank you for everyone here in this place. We thank you for reaching out to us. We feel, Lord, that you have made a massive difference in our lives because you took our sin upon yourself. You went to the cross for us. You died for us. And, Lord, we thank you that you rose again. And we just appreciate that you are our Lord. Father, that you're our God, that you've given us your Word. And we just want your ways, your truth to be applied to our hearts so that we can make a difference in our lives and in the lives of others. So bless the Word, Father. Bless the seed that has been sown. For the honour and glory of Jesus, we pray that he would be exalted. Amen.